Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who loves to try to convince me to do stuff. It's Frank. How are you today? Hello, hello. We are back for, I guess this is the 20th. The 20th hit me with your best shot. As what? We, per our, is it per really? Our count. That's exciting. Yeah, we were at 19 for the last one uh, when, when we did the retrospective of uh, Best Shots. I mean, like, oh, man, the 20th has to be a special one. And then we both completely forgot about that. Now here we are just doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 20, 25 will be special. <laughs> 25 will be special. <laughs> Although this is, one could argue this is a special one, but, 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 uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Frank. I'm enjoying life. I do want to actually make an addendum to our Ooh. Dune episode Ooh. before we, I know, before we get into yeah, anything. Breaking news. So, I even I don't know about be, this. Yeah, I know. Because I, I just thought of it right now. I was staring at the book on my desk. Um, mm. And because I've been rereading the first book after watching the movie, because we talk, you had asked me questions like, oh, I'd heard that it's like the first part of the book or blah, 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 and all this stuff. And uh i can tell you that let me fold the appendices back mm. so um so this is dune it's in in its entirety okay like this this honking piece i said it's a, it's a big honking piece yep yep this is the first movie so tim is showing this me is this the second what movie. looks to be about three quarters uh or maybe two thirds i would say it's about two thirds is of, the represents the first it, movie represents the first movie because i'm just about at the where the first movie ends okay. in the book and okay. it's and i and it's about halfway through part two okay so i think i talked about last week i was like oh yeah we only watched part one like movie was part one and and the movie two would parts two and three and that is strictly speaking not true mm, um okay uh, it's part it's, one uh, and a half and then the the rest will be the second half yeah. of part two and all part three yeah, basically, from what it, from where it seems and where I am. But also, the movie was incredibly faithful. Like, there's mm-hmm. some, like... I have heard that so, a lot. Yeah, and uh, it's... The book is more science fiction-y than the movie. Um, I have it, also heard just, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, the movie is more bigger... Is more interested in the, the bigger messianic yes. themes... And um, whereas the book is also interested in that, it's also like here's this also science here's the science stuff. Sure, here's how the spice works. Here's how the like uh, all this. Stuff yeah, that's works. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do find that I the book is not clarifying things that I had questions about uh, in the movie, which is good. Where I'm like, ah, uh-huh, okay, so I actually did like you do get 
everything. Like there isn't so much extra detail. You're like, oh my god, now it all makes sense. Sure. So okay, um, okay. So I just thought I just wanted to clarify that because if I didn't, I was going to feel like I was putting out false information out there. Okay. And that's why not what we are here about on no. Beer with Geeks. We're here to talk about good things or bad things, maybe. Um, and beer, to which I am drinking a new one. Yeah, I don't know tell me about drinking. it. Um, I'm drinking a Foundation Brewing Company Juicy Jam, Ooh. which is a tart fruit ale, um, which is um, which Maine farms provide parts of the grist used in this beer. Fun fact. Yeah, I know Foundation. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a it's a good book and a decent show on Apple <laughs> TV. <laughs> uh, decent's actually kind of doing it, um, doing it nice, nice. Um, so it says Juicy Jam is a kettle sour ale brewed with lactose and fermented with cherry, cranberry, peach, and tangerine. Mm. Um, so it also says this beer is a living product. Some sediment may naturally occur. Uh, and it's a 5% alcohol. And I, I'm really liking it. Like one sip and I was like, oh, I am on board. <laughs> Into the can. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like. It's like really, really good. Um, it starts mostly cherry and kind of like evolves into the rest of the flavors, okay. which I find really interesting. Cherry kind of is the first thing that hits you, as cherry usually does, like the top of the Sunday, and you just kind of sure you kind of slide into the rest of the the flavors. Um, it is, um. Not dry. I mean, it is a little dry, but it's like kind of like don't drink it to quench your thirst because I'm super thirsty right now and I'm drinking something. Um, so that's the, only, that's the only downside with the tarts where it doesn't really quench yeah. your thirst. It's a tasty drink, but by the end, you're like, could really go for a glass of water. Got it. Got yeah. it. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm drinking what could rightly be called a dessert beer. Um, and that is... Uh, it is a pumpkin spice cannoli ale. Oh my! From Shabeen oh, oh Brewing. Uh, this is down your way. Um, uh, they are out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, yeah. Oh, we're gonna go pick some up. This yeah, just a couple towns over from me. There you go. Um, this is really good. This is really, really, really good. It tastes like a like a dessert. Like it's it is an ale brewed with pumpkin spice. Um, with spices and pumpkin puree, so there's real pumpkin puree wow. in, in this, and and the spices give it that like cannoli, to, like it, you, it, it's kind of creamy and in, in, in texture mm -hmm. for an ale. To the point where I was like, is this a stout or a no? It's a it's an ale, but it's um it, it's got a creamy texture to it. It's got the spices that give it that um like sort of the cinnamon and, and pumpkin spice, um mm -hmm. as well as the actual pumpkin uh, puree that's in it. And I freaking love it. It's so unique and so different. Um, and it's not, you know, actually considered a dessert beer, I don't think, but it kind of feels like it because it tastes like a dessert. So I'm enjoying it, but it's lighter. It's lighter than mm. like a, a stout or a, a, uh, uh, another, you know, sort of very dark, heavy beer. So I, I'm enjoying it for it's, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm having dessert and getting away with it somehow. Ooh, I like that. Uh, question, does it come with the gun? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Oh, okay. Right. You, have, you have to leave it at Take the, the cannoli ale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be a great pairing. Like if you could get like um 
if you could get like a, I don't know, some kind of like Pilsner or something like that to mm. start that was like gun themed. Pistol Pilsner. And then, uh, Pistol Pilsner. Yeah, good. Excellent. And then and then move into the cannoli dessert mm. Mm. beer. I like it. Yeah. We should do this for a living, Frank. We really should. I don't know what we would parlay an idea like that into necessarily. I guess party planning. Sure. Godfather themed parties. Yes. Product marketing uh, that integrates. Baptisms. With, sure. It's for why bapt- not? It's all baptisms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all for baptisms. Yes, exactly. For for people's daughters' weddings, specifically. Yes, good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. A lot of favors being passed around. This would have been great if we were talking about the Godfather. <laughs> it would have been great if we were talking about the Godfather. <laughs> I mean, we can change tactics and I we guess talk about sort of the Godfather if you want stream. to. <laughs> See where this goes. It's, it's good. I think the first one's better than the second one. Mm. People think the second one's better. I don't really agree with that. Mm. Um, mm. I think the first one's beautifully, uh, beautifully wrought. Um, and my mom's favorite is the third one because she's weird. So, <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I mean, that I endears me to your mom so much. I know, but I know, but like, like out of the three, she loves them. She loves all three. I remember she went to the hospital once for something. She's in a hospital uh, a bunch, but you know, um, but she went to the hospital one time and she was like, Godfather's on marathon. I'll be fine. <laughs> like that was like the. Your care, okay? Meds, whatever. This thing, this thing. She's like, ah, Godfather's on marathon. Don't worry about me. It's fine. I'm good. I'll be here. I'm good. If you need me, call her in commercials. Oh, um, I love that. I, I love your mom regardless, but that just made me love her a little bit more. I know. Oh, the third fantastic. one's her favorite. Oh, Very on brand. My mom loves a good redemption story. Sure like, does. That's, like, that's just like her thing. So, But anyway, we're also not here to talk about my mom. Are we here to talk about a redemption story, Frank? Is in, this a a, in a yes. way. In a way. In a way, My limited knowledge of what we're going to talk okay. about. Well, uh, yeah, it is time. The time has come for the 20th time for me to hit you with my best shot. We are talking about the 1999 animated classic, The Iron Giant, produced by Warner Brothers Feature Animation and the directorial debut of Brad Bird. What? I didn't yes. know that. I'm already kind yes, of on yes, board yes. now. Yeah, right. right? right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so so some disclosure. One, you said this is the 20th time you're going to hit me with your best shot. Okay, now I don't know where those like, other nine time. episodes are or whatever, but <laughs> okay, you're just, just checking. All right. I was like, hey, when I was hitting Frank with my best shot, was he secretly hitting me with his best shot? You know, I, little, I don't make, you know, we can sit here and litigate the rules of best shots. I went, I went, I went through a little existential crisis during the <laughs> theme, during the music of hit me with your best shot. So dumb. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> Oh man. Uh, this is what happens. Can, I love when we can just be stupid. <laughs> I know. This is what happens. I don't know why we've never done it. This is what happens when we record all the other podcast episodes first. first is Save Beer with Geese to the last one where we're like, whatever. It gets real weird. Goes, we just have a microphone. We can say whatever we want. <sighs> um, like, finally, we can crack a beer and just be our weird selves. I know. And I can't crack a beer on. Our other shows. I mean, he could. I don't think anybody would. Stop there's not. Us. There's no rules against it. No. No, there's not. Um. Anyway, 
Um, you're here to tell me about the Iron Giant. I need to tell you about my experience with the Iron Please Giant do. first. Uh, that is none, um, so, which yeah. is why you're hitting me with your best shot. I don't know why I missed it in theaters. 1999, I was of, like, prime age to watch the movie. Like, I was, how old was I in 1990? I was 12, mm-hmm. like 11, 12 when it, when it came out. Age. So, yeah. right, it would have been the perfect age. I was going to the movies, but I just didn't see it and it never wrapped back around into my house no vhs no dvds nothing on tv nothing and then for years after that i heard oh my god iron giant is the best animated film of all time oh my god it makes me cry oh my god this 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 and this and this and i've seen clips of it basically mm. with the same clips over and over and over again like i still don't really have a full context for okay. the movie in my mind it's kind of like et except et is not like an alien mm-hmm. he's a giant robot but he's actually still an alien i think um and so like and i know there's something about superman yep. in it um but that's it that's like all i really have um and oh and jennifer anson is the mom yes i think that's right yes you see, like random things like that but and so the only reason i haven't really stopped to sit and watch it is because now that I've heard that it's like the greatest animated movie of all time, can't be true. It's the Prince of Egypt. Um, <laughs> um, I just not vehemently opposed to watching it, but you know how you just like, there's no way it can live up yes. to what people say that it is. So I might as well just have never, never watch it and yes. just go on. So with that all said, why should I watch this movie? Okay. Those are all, that's all. For, and by the way, I, I didn't see it when it first came out either. I was 10 when it came out. Again, perfect age. Missed it at the time. Missed it for years after. I didn't see it until maybe early adulthood or, or late. That was, I was a teenager or, or, or very early adult years. Um, okay. So like college, around college, let's say. Um, so, and I, I was actually shown it by our mutual friend, Andrew. And that's how I <clears throat> came oh, to know of it. Uh, not know of it. Andrew. But but that's how I came to appreciate it. Um, I had heard of it. I knew a little bit about it. But that's how I, I finally saw it. And um, it is it is a really um, it right off the bat. It is hand drawn animation, and it is beautiful. It is a beautiful. Oh, it's hand drawn. Beautiful always, piece of work. I, I guess that makes sense considering it's 1999, but it has that. It I, I think there are fluid, some fluid, like computer <clears throat> fluidity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there are some computer generated sequences, sort of special effects, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of it is hand drawn, and it's cool. that Warner Brothers hand drawn look, that Batman animated it's series rich. look. It has this richness. It has this, you know storied uh storied uh, uh studio look mm. to it you know it looks like hollywood um <clears throat> thick lines wb likes thick lines thick lines and and not all like um if if it's like a a, a fair skinned redheaded person the lines on their face might be like red right instead of like yep. black lines to to like pencil lines um mm-hmm. they they do they do interesting things like that so it, it it looks beautiful 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 movie um it's set during the cold war late 50s um sputnik mm-hmm. red scare oh, soviets see, are in I, space 
didn't know that either. Nuclear yeah. era, you know, duck and cover under your desk, uh, mm-hmm. you know, films being shown in school. <clears throat> um, and it's, um, yeah, for, uh, directed by, by Brad Bird, um, who was like incredibly hands-on in the creation of it. And it really feels like, like it, it, you can tell it's the guy who made the Incredibles. You can tell it has that like heart and that, um, that, um, verisimilitude and that sort of, um, oh, good word. It, 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 you know what it is? It's attention to little details. Like this is the fifties and there are little details like, you know, Twinkies and wonder bread, uh, in, in on the kitchen counter that like look like the fifties branding of those things, you know, like oh, wow. little okay. details like that, that are fun. There's a scene where the, the kid is watching uh TV and, um, and it's like, it's a fake movie that he's watching. It's not like a parody of a real movie, but it feels like something you'd see on mystery science theater 3000. That's like a fifties schlocky sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of little fun details like that, but the thing that really is all about it. Yes. Is that sort of ET story is that story of the kid who, who, um, finds the, it, it's, it's almost like a King Kong meets ET. Cause it's like, you know, the giant, um, uh, who, who is a, a gentle giant, um, but is misunderstood mm. and, and, you know, is, is thought to be a threat. There is allegory for th- this is during the red scare and everyone's afraid because like, Oh, what if it's one of them Sputniks, you know, like there, there, there's, there's that element to it. So everyone's afraid of the giant, even though he is a friendly, gentle giant who is, um, H- Hogarth is the name of the, the main character kid, Hogarth Hughes. Um, and so he's you not know, a he's, name you hear anymore. Bring no. it back. Bring back no, the Hogarth. There is a joke about that in the movie. Uh, like, who names their kid Hogarth? Um, so yeah, it, it it's uh, so it's got a lot of heart and a, and a lot of um, it, it's a very sincere story. It, it's it's a very um, there's like a Bambi moment in it, sort of of like a kid facing mortality for the first time. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's moments like that in it. There um, there are um. You mentioned the Superman connection. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know how much I want to. How much you're okay being spoiled? You know. How much, I don't feel like there's anything I can tell you that's going to ruin the movie for you because it's like it's not like a story you've never heard before or seen told yeah, in other I, ways. It's more of you, you would like enjoy the, the story art. then you then yeah. you can kind of feel like okay, so I know that like he's going to befriend the kid and the kid's gonna be like I gotta figure out a way to get you home and blah 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 and spoilers he probably figures out a way to get him home. You know, like or something. That, that's where it veers off the ET piece a little because it's not okay. about getting him home per se, but it's more about like everyone's gonna be afraid when they see you. Um <laughs> because they're afraid of the Soviets. Um yep. and and you know, the government comes to town and when they hear reports of of some some mysterious robot, um and and you know. The, the the thing is like how do we hide him from the from the government um and and not cause a panic in town when everyone sees this menacing looking robot um it's a lot about overcoming your own programming for lack of a better word where the robot is is programmed to be a weapon essentially mm. and he learns to from this kid to overcome that um but ironically humans who are um let's say programmed to be afraid of things that they don't understand 
um, have a harder time overcoming that than the robot does coming overcoming its literal programming. Like we, we as humans find it harder to accept someone who's different from us than a robot does to overcome its, its, you know, purpose for destruction or whatever. Um, so there's that, there's that piece too. And, and that's where sort of the Superman thing comes in where he, um, Hogarth shows him comics from, you know, here's, here's a Superman comic and he holds up an actual copy of action comics of a real cover. I couldn't spot what number it was, but it's a Warner brothers movie, so they can do that. Um, and, uh, you know, he's saying like, Oh, Superman, he's the good guy. And, and the robots all like, Oh, I want to be like Superman. And then he sees a, a, like a, a comic, a, a robot comic where there's an evil destructive robot coming through town. And, and Hogarth's like, but he's the bad guy. You don't want to be like him. You want to be like Superman. And that's a thing that sticks with the robot for the rest of the movie. Uh, question. You said uh, there's attention to detail, like bread from the 50s. The packaging looks yes, like the bread. Yes. If Hogarth is showing the Iron Giant Superman comics, is it Wayne boring Superman art? Like I, chunky, that's a, like I, square yes. Superman. I'm I'm actually uh, only pausing because I'm like, is it was it Wayne boring or was it Kurt Swan? Uh, but it was that oh, right. era. It was definitely Silver Age, a Silver Age action comics. Honestly, it, it's a, it was a real cover they showed. It probably is a 1957 issue. So yes, it probably is Wayne, Bo- Wayne Boring or or Kurt Swan. I feel like Kurt Swan took over in 59. I don't know why I knew that, know that, but I, I just do. If you want to use a lookup for that, um, you're... I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. I'm not... I, um, That's fine. I was curious if I... I mean, it is period accurate. seems... The comic that they use fruitless, but I was looking for like a still of sure him showing the thing, but it doesn't uh, without spoiling. It's not popping up. Doesn't no, but there's tons of like Superman with the Iron Giant, yeah, which is really which is really cute. And there's also apparently in the um, the pre Flashpoint Superman, the Superman in Lois book where he wore a black suit and had a beard. Yep. Um, um, in the introduction of John and stuff, there's like he's walking down a hall, and there's the Iron Giant's head. In yes, one of the yes. That's, that's the Iron fun. Giant definitely has a look of um the mechanical monsters from the Fleischer cartoons. Uh-huh. You know, sort of has that a similar design. Um, you don't want to be them. You want to be Superman. Yeah, watch exactly. The Fleischer cartoons like. I did use a lookup, by the way, and I found it is Action Comics one eighty eight, and uh, I just I just texted you the picture of the uh, of Hogarth holding up the comic, and I will put that picture in the show notes for anybody who that's is totally interested. Wayne boring, right? That's awesome, so cool, so cool. That's very cool. Yeah, um, so love to see that. Um, it, it is. I, there's actually one scene where it's a funny scene where. Hogarth drinks coffee for the first time and he's all excited and he's like jumping off the walls and he's like all, all animated and everything. Um, and, uh, Brad Bird had such a specific energy he wanted for that scene where he, he wanted the kid to be moving around in such a specific way that Brad Bird drew the scene himself. Wow. Like Brad Bird hand drew, like what's in the movie is Brad Bird's hand-drawn animation. Oh, he didn't do, like, the prelims. No, he, like, like, in wow. the movie is actually his hand-drawn animation of the of the character. That's wow, how, that's like, hands-on, hands-on he was. Because he was like, no, 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 it needs to be like this. Let me just draw it. Is it hands-on or micromanaging? You know, let's the world will the never know. Worked on, let's hear from the people who worked on the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, 
but obviously successful. People love the Iron Giant. Was it successful in theaters? Do you know? It like, was not. It was not yeah. a, a financial success um, at the time. That it, it, it uh, the budget was fifty million, and it only made thirty one um, at the wow. box office. So it did not do well financially at the box office. Um, but it has been, you know, come to be thought of as a as a classic. Um, because of all of those factors, it is one of the last great hand-drawn animation, you know, pictures to come out of Warner Brothers Studios. It is, um, you know, the first, uh, uh, feature directed by Brad Bird. It is the, um, it, it tells just a really lovely, heartwarming story. It has a ton of great, the cast is, is stacked, um, for this whole movie. You mentioned Jennifer Aniston. Uh, is Hogarth's mom, Harry Connick Jr. It plays a, a major role in it too. The Iron Giant himself is voiced by Vin Diesel, uh, pre oh, I Am really? Groot, in sort of a similar oh, sort of. I, I remember when Vin Diesel was cast as Groot, and people were like, "Oh yeah, right, the Iron Giant." Yeah, yeah. so I guess yeah. I mean, it's like a similar sort of, similar type of uh, voice that he that he's doing there. Um, Cloris Leachman's in it. John Mahoney is in it from from Frasier. Um, yeah, lots of lots of great great voices. Um, so it, it's got a great cast. It's got a great um, the animation. Is just fantastic. Um, it is uh, it, it is a sort of a redemption story in the sense that I mentioned that the robot is sort of a sort of a, um, a weapon of sorts or was designed to be. And you know, at the end, he he. he takes some action to to save the save the town save hogarth and the town um that uh that that doesn't um that that requires some sacrifice but there is a fun um there's some a, a fun thing at the end that hints at at uh they could have done a sequel um but they didn't it's because it's they, not a movie that ends in a way that you're like oh i really wish there was a sequel or like in a way that like I would like to know what happened to resolve. I the would story. like to know what happens next. You, it's resolved, but okay. it, it leaves you wanting more. Is the way I think of it. Like I, it leaves okay. me like where I they could have made a sequel. They could have made Iron Giant two, you know, two years later, and and as a cash grab. But I mean, it didn't do well at the box office, so I guess that's why they 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 didn't. But um, as much as the finances are probably the reason why they didn't i'm kind of glad they didn't because again it leaves me wanting more instead of like gosh we're on iron giant 15 iron giant the series like it's there's something nice about like there's just this one story and it's beautiful and it's great and it's like this one little piece of cinema that i don't have nostalgia for from my childhood but i have an appreciation for um the way it makes me feel and the way it makes me you know think about movies from that time and 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 you know, even just sort of has this um, overly nostalgic view of of the fifties, but um, that's a period of time that I enjoy, you know, reading about and and consuming media from. Um, so it's enjoyable in, in that way too. Is was the, did you feel that the movie was overhyped for you before you ended up watching it, or it wasn't that much it, talked about? It wasn't. I it, it wasn't a popular opinion on the internet yet. That like Iron Giant is one of the greatest animated films of all time, so I hadn't been exposed to that, so I didn't have though that kind of hype going into it. I had gotcha. I had our friend Andrew hyping it up and saying like it's so great, it's one of my favorites from from childhood. 
yada yada, but not like the sort of like the film critic community is all saying this is one of the greatest achievements in animation. I didn't have that sort of weighing on me and like I, I, those weren't the stakes I was comparing it up against. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this is a really good movie that my friend recommended like that. Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, that was a good that was a good pitch. I mean, I pretty much got sold be- between Brad Bird and authentic 1950s design work. Like that was enough for me to go, yeah, I want to watch that. And so I actually while you were talking, I added it to my which I'd never do when we do best ups, but uh, best shots, I added it to my watch list nice. on Apple TV, you know, like they give you the little scroll thing so it's going to sit there for a while to remind me like hey sure you said you were going to watch this so do it monkey do um, it monkey yeah so that's exciting um that's that sounds good and i'm glad that it probably will surprise maybe maybe it will surprise me maybe it won't because you said that it will so you know like maybe it won't surprise me now but you know i hope that it i hope that it does because it sounds good it doesn't sound like it sounds like um Pixar before it really went Pixar too, yeah. because between Brad Bird and it's like seems to be dealing with things that are a little on the heavier side um, in some way. So like it does. And, it, and it's, I mean, it's rated PG, but it, it deals with some heavier stuff, you know, in a kid friendly enough way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No, that's exciting. I'm definitely going to, I want to watch it. I think. I think you should. It's really, it's 80 minutes, you know, like, like many. It's so digestible right now. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm right there. There you go. There you go. That's my best shot. So that's, uh, that was a good, that was a good shot. That was, you hit me with the good stuff. Um, so I, and you didn't spoil anything, which I also appreciate. So, uh, which is great. Uh, Frank, where can people find us if they want to check the progress of other best shots? Mm, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. We did recently go through a retrospective of all of our best shots ever uh, just a few weeks back. So you can you can peruse the website and find that just a couple episodes back. Um, you can you can find all of our other shows at, at uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com uh, and you can support all of our shows at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or Stitcher or Amazon or Google or uh Castro or any of the places you get your podcasts um, and uh, you can subscribe there as well so you never miss an episode and uh, you can email us at mail at beerwithgeeks.com and at beerwithgeeks on Twitter if that's your thing but it is time for us to blast off and say goodbye well then until next time cheers, cheers.